What's up, YouTube? Welcome to the 11th episode of the Upland Show. For some reason, the 11th episode means we wear weird glasses at the beginning. Is it really the 11th? It's You've the counted? 11th episode of the Upland Show. Really? Yeah. Even well, we've all done of a your... lot more like YouTube videos than that. By the way, if you're if you're one of those people who only listens to us on Spotify or iTunes, go check us out on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash the upland show we upload videos all the time that's right because we are really quite dashing looking and you don't want to miss that yeah we're so dashing uh dude okay so vince and i had this conversation with a girl recently this girl that is a friend of mine you could say and she was tell she was telling me how girls like to be pursued okay Almost as if she's saying, please pursue me. Girls like to be pursued and men don't like to be pursued. And I'm kind of like, tell me a guy, Vince McSqueeb. Sure, sure. Tell me a guy who doesn't want a hot chick to be after him and be like, to be, you know. So she's saying it's gender specific. That's how it felt. And I'm like, dude, if a hot chick's coming after me, I, I'm not like. That girl's weird. <laughs> Dude, I like to be pursued. I'm a guy. <laughs> I would love to be pursued. Pursue me. Right. In fact, his number is area code 801. Instagram <laughs> at L-O-Y-L-D-O-Y-L. That is Loyal <laughs> please, Doyle. Hit me up in the DMs. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, uh, okay, so here's th her theory is um, that women want to be pursued and that men, does she say that men want to pursue? I feel like that's a implied implied in like the general and you even have some men when women say that like yeah I hate when a girl's after me. <laughs> it's like yeah men don't like to be nagged like nobody likes that but like sure no one wants rejection like it's not like men okay, are saying if please Je reject if me. Jennifer Aniston or Jessica Alba's hitting you up in your DMs you're like that's gross. <laughs> Why are they hitting me up first? Stop pursuing me. Stop I'm, pursuing I'm me. I'm the pursuant. <laughs> yeah, that seems kind of... Come uh, on, it's whack. It it's is a, whack. It's yeah, one I of agree. those like assumptions <laughs> that we make as a society that's complete bullcrap. If a guy gets pursued by a girl that he's into, right. he will <laughs> reciprocate said pursuant. <laughs> Although, let's be clear... As long as we're wearing these glasses, no one's gonna be pursuing anybody. All right, let's <laughs> let's take them off then. But but I no, I agree with you. Like there's there does seem to be uh, this common, uh, I would say, double standard or belief that uh, you know this particular gender has to have it this way uh, categorically. And that the other gender must comply. Yeah. Um, and and you can you could that's I'm sure that's interchangeable from you know gender to gender. I'm sure there are unfair uh, assessments of the female gender as well as the un, uh, unfair assessment of the male gender. Um, I don't know why we're talking about this, but I would say that uh, yeah, I would agree that it is. Uh, I would say um, bovine, uh, you know, feces. Uh, BS uh, to to say that um, or suggest that <laughs> any human being does not like to be liked, <laughs> right? Yeah, stop liking me. To that, stop bovine feces that all day. <laughs> right, uh, BF. W welcome to the Upland Show where we talk about societal norms and differences, but we do want to get into Upland stuff since we are the Upland Show. Okay, let me ask you a question really quick though before we get into the Upland Show. Okay, how many of our viewers do you think? Are female versus male? I would assume. I mean, do we do we know? Ninety-five percent male. Why would you say that? Because I have YouTube analytics that tells <laughs> me so. Wait, so when I sign up for YouTube, it knows that I'm male. Do Apparently, I? dude. I don't remember. Apparently, your Gmail means you have a gender assigned to it. Oh, that's right. Gmail does ask for that question. Do they? It does. I mean, it has multiple options actually beyond don't just male that. and female. But, but yeah. apparently they, YouTube knows. It does, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right, that's cool. So we have 95% males or people who have indicated themselves to be male. Yeah. All right. That's cool. In other words, we need more 
females watching us. That's why we talk about relationships at the beginning of our episode. Right. We can be as misogynistic as we want because only 5% of you uh, are actually female. And probably you're not going to watch this entire video. To be honest, 5% is like a rounding error, dude. Right. (laughs) It's much less. With our numbers, that means there's two of you who are female, right? (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, We are growing every day as a channel. Thank you yeah, get on to that. our loyal if you, listeners. If you haven't subscribed yet, get on that. Right. Okay, and let's jump right in. Let's jump right into it. Okay. Uh, recent news. If you don't know, Upland has upland.me slash events. This is where they post all the fun updates. Standard challenges are here. Does, does it seem to me, does it seem to you that there are more events uh, kind of unfolding from the Upland group um, on a more... Like, seems, seems like, like more. more more updates, more iterations are coming at yeah. a faster rate. For why sure. That, why was that so hard for me to ask that question? Like, how many events are we having? Seems no, like we're having more events. No, yeah. definitely there are there are more okay. updates. So there's at speed a faster ups, rate. What you're saying. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good news. And based on what we covered in our last episode about you know the new investors that they have right. and all that, we hope to see that pick up even more. Yeah. Uh, standard event standard challenges are. Essentially, there's two main ones, people who visit the most properties and people who get the most visits. They're fun little challenges. You can check them out if you hit the little trophy icon uh, in the app when you're playing Upland. You can see who's winning and you can learn how to get involved in those. Okay, so standard challenges. The the two standard challenges are how many can visit my property and how many visits can I visit of other properties. Yeah, like it's the main one is like... Uh, rising star which is measures the player who completes the most collections during the week that's okay. a different one that than makes I sense mentioned. all right so complete the most collections you can win up to thirty thousand upics which is pretty cool 30 bucks right great start challenge measures the visitor so this is a new player in the game who had the most unique sends to their properties this is one where you probably want to get involved in the discord and say hey i'm a new player the great start challenges here. Visit my property. <laughs> Isn't that exactly what you said not to do like two episodes ago? Uh, I said don't do that in Reddit, but okay. <laughs> uh, I still think it's a waste of time. Right. Honestly, I'm going to say I don't support Upland in this challenge. Why do it? Why Damn have it be Upland. a visitor? Right. Why not? Why not just have it be whoever gets the most visits? Obviously, that would probably be San Yika because he owns Grand Central Station. Oh really? Okay. He probably went in every time. Manhattan. Yeah, in Manhattan. How did he own that? Did he? He per- that was a auction? landmark. He paid like twenty five thousand dollars for that. But Hope you're enjoying that, dude. Yeah. And then there's the people's champ measures the number of unique sends by a player to visitor properties. This one has to be. I feel like this one is the most strategic of winners, uh, and and this one takes the most effort to win. I feel like because. You have to send to the most unique amount of new players. So this is someone who's probably really well networked. They're paying. They're probably following the new player chat in Discord, and they're sending to those. And the people's champ can win up to thirty thousand epics. Honestly, the amount you're going to spend visiting all those properties may cost close to thirty thousand epics. But yeah, like, not only that, the hopefully time- you win. Not only that, the time value of money. I mean, I know. <laughs> how much time are people are spending uh, hoping to visit so many properties? Which is what I covered in that episode. Right. <laughs> I covered the time value of right. money. Like, right. And I will repeat it. If you're going after, if, if you're just begging for people to send your property to become an uplander. Yeah. Dude, go help somebody take out, go help an old lady carry her groceries out to her car. And she will probably tip you five or ten dollars, and therefore you can become an uplander. Yeah, or you could be one of those guys who washes uh, windshields at the, uh, in, you know, in the intersection. You know, anything. <laughs> Wait, okay. So help me understand this. People are begging others to visit their property so they can become an uplander. Like, what does that mean? Become an uplander? Like, I thought to become an uplander, you had to at least put some money into the game. No, to become an uplander, you have to reach a net worth of $10 or 10,000 upics. The game usually gives you about 6,000 when you start. So they're begging for $4. <laughs> they're begging for $4. Right. They're pleading. It's cool. Please visit my property for 20 cents so I can become 
That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I remember the days when $4 was hard. I mean, I was probably 18 or 13, but... You're not allowed to play this game if you're 13. You have to be 18 and older to play Upland. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there are some nations where $4 okay. would be a lot. Okay, that's... <laughs> no, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. I support you, bro. I'm with you. Sorry if I was harsh, but I stand by it. I yeah, stand by cool. it. That's cool. Yeah. If you have a rare case of not being able to generate any money and for whatever reason you have an iPhone and can play this game, <laughs> please explain it to me and uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll be there for you. That's a good point. I mean, if you're able to afford an iPhone. <laughs> or a computer. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Let's go back and see the other events yeah, that sorry. are new. I Nashville collections are here, dude. Today yeah, I dropped fantastic. sixteen thousand dollars. Which is on nothing Upland. for you. I mean, you're you're. You no, that is a more than I have. You're a high roller for sure. I have to pretty much empty my Coinbase wallet because I'm bullish on Upland. I mean, who's As emptying their their crypto wallets to play Upland? Me, especially during a bull cycle. I mean, that's that's uh, that's that's saying something. That's impressive. Uh, Upland released marketplace analytics. If you don't know about this, this is super cool. We'll, we excited. will drop a video on this later this week. Yeah, I'm way excited. Uh, well, I'll walk you through some of my favorite features. That's going to take a second to load here if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but there's some really cool features in here. Dude, the trends. Yeah, this is good stuff. Bro. Oh, man, look at that dip. Look at that right there. Look at that dip. That's dude. a crash. What happened there? No, it's going up, no, dude. No, look at that dip right there. Look at the end. All right, I'll explain this later. Sorry, my bad. Vince hasn't looked at this yet. Nope. But, uh, okay. And then we have the auction house. Or Dude, there's so much going on. Yeah. Dude, I won a property today in the auction house. Guess what? I got it for 600. I got it for 600,000 upics. The floor of that collection that it was in is 1.9 million upics. Yeah, I got something X. for six hundred dollars. Three X that I could sell for like 1.8 and two. I'm sorry, I think it was. Uh, I forgot who I got it from, but that's cool, man. I'm sorry, w but hey, Why are you it's sorry? important that's for good. us to say when you put a property into the auction house, when you submit for your property to be in the auction house, do it at your own risk. Make sure that uh. Most of the time, I will say nine times out of ten, a property goes for more than the floor. Yeah. So they're generally, it's a good thing. So it's but every like, once in a while, one goes for low, and Loyal Doyle, yours truly, is always <laughs> ready gonna to scoop it up. I'm always ready to scoop those up. <laughs> this guy's an opportunist right here. I am. I'm he at is every auction just waiting to win a property. He, he may not degree, agree on uh, which gender to pursue. Well, he agrees on which gender he's pursuing. I know what. But I mean, like, he is definitely pursuing the the cheaper properties for sure. I may not agree on <laughs> the prep. Uh, never mind. We won't <laughs> go there. Okay. Sorry. What uh, else? Again, I digressed. Okay. Uh, ultimate well, challenge. Ultimate challenge. Ultimate fan challenge. Yeah, dude. Legits are here. The fan scores are here. People are trading legits. They're That's trading fantastic. jerseys for hats and essentials so cool. for mementos to build up their fan score from yeah. Tampa Bay to Arizona to New Orleans. They're trading for their favorite team. That's cool. Dude, just so that they can be first. In, dude, I actually, like, I was kind of like, I don't know about these NFL legits for a while. Yeah. But, dude, Wait till the day comes where it's a it's NFL Sunday right. or Monday Night Football. Right. And if you go to that stadium and you have the biggest fan score, you get first in line, first dibs on the NFTs for that game. Dude, this is these NFTs are going to go nuts. Wow. I was doubting them for a little bit, but I kind of caught the vision today in my own head yeah. thinking about Sounds amazing. It's fantasy football meets NFT collecting yeah, meets revenue generation. Yeah, it's dude. a brilliant it's idea. Fun, man. It really is a brilliant idea. It's going to be, I promise you, it's going to be cool. It's going to be like something we've never seen. Like people are going to be going nuts over these NFTs Just in question, the near future. Quick question. You still cannot buy 2021 season uh, NFLPA legits, right? It's all 2020 still. Yeah, correct? they're selling out 2020s okay. still. Yeah, that makes sense. 
school. Honestly, I don't picture till till the till next year's season that it that what I just the picture I just painted is actually gotcha. Okay, launched. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward in 2025 to buying some 2021 uh, NFL <laughs> PA legits. That's going to be amazing. Good times then. Good times. Very Good times. Cool. Well, all right. All right. So what 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 have, what should we talk about today? We I know you had some cool ideas. Well, you know, so I'm not the Uplander that you are. I I I love Upland. I am an Uplander. Um, you're an executive. I am an executive, but you're like a chief executive, right? Yeah. And what is actually your status called? Chief executive. Is it really chief executive? Yeah. Okay. All right. Chief executive. Today officer? I hit 125 oh million objects. Really? Net worth. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. You're literally a hundred more than I am. I'm like, dude, I started this game at like 25 and I think I'm like 25 and a half. What's <laughs> ironic is I think I was at like 60 when you started. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You have just continued to skyrocket and I have continued to flounder. Well, let's be fair. McSqueeb has is taking some money out of the game. Sure. He's, yeah, so I've taken you about. You would be yeah. you would be probably eighty million if you were like more. Yeah, maybe I've taken all some. About I've taken some uh, fiat out. Yeah, about twelve thousand dollars of fiat out so far. So yeah, that's there cool. you go. Yeah, that's good stuff. So yeah, I just was you know I, I know we don't have a whole lot of time. People aren't really. Uh, maybe if you're driving and listening to this podcast or you're doing your dishes or you're mowing your lawn, whatever it is you're doing as you're listening to this, um, you probably don't have a whole lot of time, but I'm going to suggest that maybe we talk a little bit about the metaverse. You know, here it is, November uh, 11th, 2021, and as, as at the time of this recording. And we all know that, uh, you know, Bitcoin is having its all-time high. Ethereum's having its all-time high. All-time high. Solana is crushing it. Uh, Cardano's kind of floundering a little bit, but that'll come when the Plutus application back, back. The Plutus circumference. The PAB is released, uh, which should be this month. That, that'll probably hit up to five bucks sometime this year. Anyhow, a lot of stuff happening in crypto, um, but. I think it's well established that in addition to those more, um, I guess the top 10 or established coins and tokens that are doing well, the trend happening right now in crypto is um, metaverse projects, right? The metaverse. I mean, we just- I mean, ever since Facebook's dropped the name Meta as their parent company. Yeah. And did you see, by the way, that their logo is- kind of basically a ripoff of some other company out there that uh, has been around for, you know, uh, years, I guess. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So Facebook, the mother company of, of Facebook. What logo did they rip off? So just do like meta logo uh, ripoff, I guess. I don't know. Um, Where did you see this? Uh, I, I, you know, I saw it on the web somewhere. I don't know. Just A WeChat know. ripoff? Maybe. I don't know. Like, copy? I don't know. It says it's a WeChat ripoff. I don't remember being WeChat, but yeah. Good images. No, it's definitely not that. No, so, I don't know. But yeah, um, and yeah there's some complaints out there. But, okay. Um, so, Metaverse. The concept of the Metaverse continues to be a very hot topic in crypto. Um, we all saw the uh, uh, Zuckerberg uh, introduction of what the metaverse is, um, and he was, you know, trying to do his best to imitate Steve Jobs with the. And there's one more thing, you know, at the end, as Steve Jobs used to do, um, which kind of fell flat in my opinion. But let's talk a little bit about the metaverse. The, uh, you know, Upland describes itself as a metaverse um and i would just want to ask this question how do we define feta <laughs> dude this was my favorite meme this was my favorite meme oh my gosh dude oh, i love geez. the you gotta love the internet for that reason for sure <laughs> they come up with memes like that right feta all right okay here's the question okay so Maybe this is academic, maybe this is annoying or whatever, but uh, the question is, um, how do we define the metaverse? Okay, how do we define the metaverse? And 
And why is that an important question? Why is it important that we define the metaverse? Because here's, here's what I mean by that. Okay, so we call Upland uh, a metaverse game, right? Right? And why do we say that? Because it's a virtual... It's a digital... It's a virtual world. Yeah, right? Um, I think that the definition of the metaverse from Zuckerberg's standpoint is a little bit different, right? So he's like, it's, a, it's taking virtual experiences and applying them to uh, the real world as you interact with the real world um, through like maybe VR goggles or VR glasses, you know, or whatever, right? It's not just opening up your app, whatever the app is, and, you know, descending into that world within that app. It is, I'm gonna put these goggles on or these glasses on, and uh, I'm gonna start interacting with my folks here uh, at work who just happen to be virtually sitting to my left, or I'm gonna go to this island over here um, and experience some, some, you know, some great moments there. It's a good point. Um, yeah. So so I think the, the his definition of the metaverse is a little bit broader. It's taking pieces of virtual experience and incorporating he's that into the He's probably the daily trying life. to sell more of those Oculus goggles, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Facebook owns Oculus, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... I know he had like several products that he was kind of pushing, um, which I want to talk about because here's the other conversation I want to have. So that's one way of debating the, the conversation of or the question of um, what is the metaverse? Is it something that we go into in an app or in a browser and experience? Or is it something that we experience here um, in our physical world um, with pieces of online things, okay? So that's 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 one debate. The other debate is this. Um, is the metaverse something that should be highly regulated, uh, meaning that a centralized organization defines what that experience should be, like Facebook is trying to do, right? Or should it be um, akin to uh, crypto cryptocurrencies or the, or the blockchain and it be more decentralized right so um so okay so let's look at upland okay would you say that upland is a metaverse um i think uh, upland is would say that they're a metaverse right absolutely would you say if someone were to say okay is is upland uh, a decentralized or a centralized metaverse what would you say I would say it's definitely I, I would say it's definitely centralized at this point. It's definitely owned by a single company uh, who defines the rules and like the players at this point don't have a lot of say as to where it's going, the right. partnerships they're making. But I do I do believe firmly that it's in the vision. I've watched all of the I, I'm sure most in a defense standpoint of Upland, I'm sure most players of the game or people looking into the game have not watched all the AMAs. I am someone who is probably deeper into my research into Upland, and I've yeah. watched all the AMAs. I've watched all the side interviews that Dirk and Edan have done. Yeah. And I know that it's strong in the vision of Upland to have it be as decentralized as possible, but there's still, like... In the early days of an of an economy, there has to be some like governance, I think, sure. for it to uh, sure. for it to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's too much of a defensive standpoint. No, not at all. But I definitely think it's in the vision for that for it to over time be like to scale like this. So like right now, it's it's like ninety nine percent owner decision, one percent player yeah, decision, yeah. and I think every like whatever period they want to see that shift yeah over time and i'm not i'm not advocating that decentralization is better than centralization i mean there's certainly i suppose the crypto world is tends to be more favorable towards decentralization right decentralized For finance sure. defi um but you know there are some crypto projects out there that say, hey, look, you know, there's there's a component to us that are centralized, and we don't we don't shy, shy away from that, and there's a reason why we do that. Um, 
But with the metaverse, here's here's now here's why I asked that question. Well, okay. hold hold up. Yeah. Even with DeFi, is it really like decentralized? Just because it's different than a bank, right? Is it really like all of the people who invested are making all the decisions of how it functions, or is there a core group of like this is how it's gonna work? Yeah, that's a good point because you know even with D a lot of DeFi platforms, um, the those who have invested more deeply into that p platform have more voting rights okay with that DeFi, i mean there's not a, a corporation but isn't there still like a central team of like the developers of that sure thing that yeah, are gonna sure. like make the final decision well, and yeah. is it really the investors who are like you better fix this because <laughs> yeah. it's not like the investors are the one fixing the fixing it or saying correct yeah from a development standpoint and technology standpoint absolutely they're yeah i mean they define the parameters of what that platform will be and what that platform will offer um and then the, from there they turn it i mean theoretically they then turn it over to the user base uh in the community to allow for decentralized you know regulation and control yeah and how does that work like it's honestly a topic i haven't studied a lot and i'm sure a lot of our listeners haven't fully studied like how DeFi is supposed to work long term is it is it voting is that how it is it like the community the investors people who've put money into that coin vote on the next update the way they should go with it yeah or so i mean now we're starting to get into like smart contracts versus proof of work because smart contracts once the smart contracts are put together, the concept there is that, um, you know, uh, at that point, there's no third party to regulate uh, the, the decisions or interactions that happen um, that's governed by the smart contracts. And so if a DeFi platform is intelligent enough, they'll put the right smart ca smart contracts in place or at least the templates for smart contracts and then users can come in and you know peer to peer then establish you know kind of a smart contract uh, you know, arrangement and then nobody has to step in in fact nobody can step in um, to to regulate that it's all regulated by the blockchain and so um, you know maybe the platform offers certain you know uh, percentages or yield farm APY or whatever um, and that may be something that is def or decided by the developers of the platform but all of the interactions within there are completely 100% decentralized for, so for example if you if you go to a bank today and you want to get a car loan for a car that you want to buy um, you don't go to uh, Joan Davis, who happens to be one who wants to earn some, uh, some you know, some uh, interest on her cash that she has sitting in the bank. You don't go to her. You go to the bank, and the bank's like, "Okay, let's look at your credit history. What what kind of collateral, uh, Mr. Doyle, do you have to offer?" Right. So that's the centralization. In a decentralized DeFi platform, they'll just a smart contract. You just say, "This is what I want." And someone comes along, uh, you know, anonymously and offers that up, and there's no need for a central party to intervene or to govern that. Yeah, I get that. But is there still, is there still a central company that like is controlling the function of where you go to ask for that money, how you, or is it literally completely like? It's built, and now the community runs it 100%. <laughs> no, I don't think anything. Is there really such thing as true decentralized platform? Okay, so once the platform is established, okay, so uh, so theoretically, once a, st uh, a DeFi platform is established, and they say these are the parameters, it's established, uh, and then they back away. And users can interact in a decentralized function. Now, okay. in, on the on the blockchain, on the blockchain, even so, we're, what we're talking about is a DAP, right? We're talking about the, at the DAP level. But yeah. when you get down to the blockchain level, um, it's 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 incredibly more decentralized than even that. I mean, nobody in Ethereum, you don't. I mean, the the uh, whatever that guy's name, who's the the CEO of Ethereum, um, Vitalik, whatever that dude's name is. 
it's not like he's interacting and saying, hey, that NFT can't be sold for that price, you know, or, or, or you can't stake those type of NFTs, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes um, sense. Anyone can come into Ethereum and start creating stuff, right? Anyone can come in and start saying, this is these are the rules uh, that I, I, I want to abide by. And if there's nobody in the marketplace who wants to participate in what you want, then it's not going to happen, right? It's completely decentralized. At that point, it is, it is market-driven decisions right so i think upland is actually going to head more decentralized in a pretty quick fashion i think we're going to see it with businesses i think honestly long term anyone's going to be able to open a business i think uh i don't know well i guess i'm i guess i'm still wrapping my head around the definition of what is sure, what is decentralized sure. yeah i mean it's because not- there's still a structure there's still like there's still a company that's creating the structure with within which the decentralization takes place. Yeah. But it's still a centralized team that made the structure and made the place where the decentralization takes place. It's it's hard for me to All even right, wrap so my let, head so around. Let, so let me help you out then. Let me back yeah, up help a little me, bit. Help me. Let help me back help up me, a little bit. Me. Okay, so there's a metaverse project that's about to launch. It's called the Sandlot, I think. Okay. And the the concept behind this group is that they provide uh you know um a protocol they provide a platform and within that group um sandbox sandbox, yeah that's it sandbox you can go in as a user and you can use whatever cryptocurrency you want to purchase things right you can create whatever you want using the tools. Now, of course, there you go again. So you're saying like somebody created the sandbox. It's not like just an yeah, empty void. Yeah, it looks void. like Minecraft. Like it is. There's a developer building the Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like y- there's not just like an empty like cardboard box, and you can do whatever you want. And I mean, someone's got to create this experience, right? Yeah. But the thing is, if okay, the sandbox. You can go in here theoretically. And you can start creating, and then you can start monetizing however you want to monetize, right? Okay, so if you sense. want if you want to create a house, or if you want to create a tree house, or if you want to create a sheep or a herd of sheep, and then you want to decide that you want to sell sheep, or that you want to rent sheep, or that you want to uh, create a game, if you want to do that, you can all do that without having to talk to Dirk or Don, and you can create your own little experience and start to monetize that immediately, right? So, um, to that degree, so does that exist currently? It's about to. It's about to get launched. Yeah. So it doesn't exist yet, though. Probably in a week it'll be okay. launched. Yeah. I mean, okay, the technology. That's good to know. Yeah. So my point is this, dude. My point is this. I think, I mean, every day there's a new metaverse project popping up and launching and IDOing and all that, right? Um, every one of them within their own little metaverse project has their own you know, degree of how centralized or decentralized they are. The fact that some of these don't create their own currency and they allow any currency to come in, whether it be Ethereum, whether it be Polygon, whether it be uh, Cardano, whether it be, you know, EOS, whatever it is, whatever you want, it's basically like a decentralized exchange at that point. When you walk in there and you say, hey, I just built this little village. I own this village because I just created it. And um, you know what? I'm going to offer it for uh, 16 ETH, right? Someone might, come, someone might come along and say, that's cool, but I'm going uh, to offer you, uh, you know, 400 Cardano for it. Um, or I'm going to offer you some fiat for it, right? The game doesn't say you can't do that. The game says... It's up to you. What do you do with you the things you've created in here? Yeah, that makes sense. Right? So that's a little bit... So you could say maybe it's not 100% decentralized because there is a group behind this doing something to this game to create the ecosystem in the way they've created it. But you could say it's a little bit decentral, more decentralized than, than, uh, than Upland because at least from the currency standpoint, there's nobody saying... Uh, okay, these are the this is the currency you can have, and this is the value of that currency, and you can't buy anything. Um, you can't buy Spark uh, with current this this particular currency. You can you know you can create 
in this game, you can create whatever you want and then list it for whatever you want. Anything you create uh, is, is your mint that you've minted and then you can list it for whatever you want, right? So you could say that that's a degree more, at least, decentralized than, than Upland, right? I'm not saying that's better or worse. I'm just saying that's it is what it is. Now, here's the next thing. The, ne the other thing is, is that there's going to be tomorrow 10 more metaverses that's going to pop up, right? To me, I start to wonder and I think, are we repeating like the 90s when websites were like e-commerce sites were popping up and everybody had their own different type of de like e-commerce platform that they were coding and creating themselves, right? Yeah, well, I could see that. Over I could time, see that's where we're going. Yeah, over time, over time, all those individual e-commerce carts and things started to kind of just fade away. And what happened is there's probably five or six different type of cart systems that you could subscribe to today. There's, I don't know, 10 different cart systems you can subscribe to to create an e-commerce site instead of every place having its own individual, every website having its own individual type of cart code, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And in fact, to take it a step further, um, there's like Apple Pay, there's PayPal, and there's these other point of sale, uh, you know, currency, you know, um, processes that connect with all of these uh, carts that uh, make it easy for anybody to come in and create an e-commerce site. Um, whereas in the 90s, it was a wild, wild west and everybody was rushing to create an e-commerce site and they're creating their own code. I feel like right now, everybody's rushing to create their own e metaverse. And the problem with that is, is that these metaverses will not interact with other metaverses. Yeah, that's the real question is like, which which metaverse is going to win? Yeah, I mean, like which we'll, metaverse is going to become like the. Yeah, and the thing that I worry about, the thing I worry about is that. These metaverses here, like the sandbox that we were looking at earlier, um, they're tokenized in that it's bringing people who could care less about the metaverse to the to these metaverse projects for the sole fact of wanting to own the token and then sell the token for more than what they paid for it, right? So it's bringing more people to it, whereas Upland, there's no token external to the game don't you think not having a token early on though protects the game a little bit? I'm I'm gonna make an I'm gonna make a reverse argument yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if you make a token for your game, some really wealthy company like Facebook, for example, yeah, could buy a ton of your token. Right, a whale, create a whale situation. A whale, yeah, and then crash it overnight. Sure. They yeah. could buy like they could buy like two trillion of your token. Yeah. Two trillion dollars. Yeah. And then the next, like, two months later, sell all of that. Yeah. And everyone who bought in when it was way high is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they just sell all of it. Yeah. And they just crash the game. For sure. Just to build. Just So don't you think in, a li in some way, I kind of like that Upland isn't a token yet yeah. while, while we're still so... I think we're so early in the world of metaverses. Yeah. It's it truly is the wild wild west yeah. like you said. Yeah, agreed. Now let's say this one doesn't have a token that you could buy in. But you can come in and you are encouraged to to you have more autonomy to create whatever it is you want and to monetize whatever it is you want using whatever currency you want that already exists from other blockchains, right? Um that's going to attract more investors. It's going to attract more players, right? Why? Why having different forms of currency does that attract? Does that attract more people? Because there's exchanges out there. Upland allows you to buy Upix with crypto. I can buy Upix with uh, ETH right now. Yeah, right now. Okay. Can I change my Upix back into ETH? No. See, that's the problem, because. These guys, you can come in and you can you can buy whatever you want with whatever you want, and then you can sell it for whatever you want for whatever you want immediately. You are going to be able to do that with Wax. It's going to be the first. What is Wax? Atomic Hub Wax, big NFT platform. Yeah, 
I get what you're saying. I f- no, I've but I, I, like I, I have, it. I have 1,300 properties in in Upland right now, and if I could sell it for ETH, maybe I no, would. No, you could sell it for wax, convert your wax to ETH. When's that coming? That's coming very soon. So I can. Why do I? Why can't I just convert? To, why do I have to convert to wax to convert? Because ETH? the NFT portal they they created. You have to understand, like. So the uh, portal is going. The first, like. I think eventually everything you're saying will come to Upland, actually. Yeah. So, okay, so... But, no, dude, I'm I'm not like I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it is easier to get money out of some of these other metaverses. Yeah, I mean, it's like instant, right? But, like, here's here's my point. It's not so much that. My point is, though, is that everybody's creating their own little, little metaverses. And ultimately, what's going to happen is, is that there's going to be one company who owns the metaverse. And then there's like, you know, like, like there's two companies really, maybe three at the most yep. who own mobile device pl- uh, operating systems, right? There's iOS and there's Android, right? I mean, how many other mobile operating systems are there? There's probably yeah, a couple, there's, it's like Windows not, back in the many. day. There's not many, but really it's Android and iOS, Dude, right? Dude, and I, I think we're going to see that though, don't you think? Don't you think? There's gonna be one metaverse that starts to really stand out, and they yes. start just acquiring I agree. other metaverses. But and don't you think Upland is big enough on the map that if for whatever reason a, a different metaverse becomes way bigger and way more powerful than Upland, yeah, yeah. that they would want to acquire Upland's users and assets and integrate it into their world? Because, dude, okay, let's talk. Let's actually talk about that. Yeah. This sandbox one, how do I know, dude, like, explain to me what this map means, okay? The fact that Upland made it replicate the real world, I actually think is a huge strategic advantage they have. Because it translates it just make, to It just makes more sense sure, in your head sure. that it mimics the real world. Yeah. Like, sure. Even though it may look different, like I'm in China right now, uh, in the digital world, but and the buildings look different than they actually look in real world China. But you still know, like, you're you have the same landmass that China has. It's like easier to wrap your head around yeah. than, oh look, here's this world with unlimited landscape and like, how do I know what keeps its value and what doesn't? Yeah, no, I, I like it. I love that. I love that about Upland. But think about, think about. Um, you mentioned Minecraft, like. How big is Minecraft? Huge. Well, and the problem is there's like a million different servers. So like there's like it doesn't all exist in one world. It's yeah. like there's a it's like there's a million different worlds. See, okay, there. so what I'm saying is is that I be- this is just me, okay? It's just me. But I believe that eventually all these multiple different metaverses or whatever they're not going to survive. No, they won't. I think there's going to be one Ultimately, I think there's going to be one, maybe two, maybe three, a handful of metaverses that exist. Agreed. Ultimately. There will be at least two. There's always two. Sure. That, like, are fighting it out. Yeah. Just like there are probably, you know, ten different iOS versus you know, whatever. Like, versus right. Google or whatever, you know. But my point is this, dude. We're never going to get there unless each of these metaverses start becoming more s- decentralized. You know, like... Because I, I I would say that the next thing that's going to happen is is that there's going to be a metaverse who says we're cross chain, we're not just on, on ETH, we're cross chain on ETH and uh, uh, Avalanche, or we're cross chain on um, Solana and uh, Polkadot. You know, that's what's going to happen next. Is there going to be a uh, is there going to be a metaverse that's cross chain, and then there's going to be a the next one's going to be like okay. Not only we cross chain, but we are chain agnostic. Yeah. And then eventually, yeah, though, sure. someone's going to be b- the big dog is going to win. And the only way they're going to win is that they're decentralized. And then what happens is, is that there's this decentralized metaverse that's so flexible that allows third party dApps projects to come into the metaverse and fully create cool you know user experiences within that um within that within that metaverse 
All I'm saying is, no, is that, like, that's, like dude, I'm, that's a solid argument. Like, I'm super, sure. I super love, like, I'm all about Upland. I love it. I love Upland. I put a lot of money in Upland. I love it. I hope it succeeds. But I'm saying is, is that the sandbox is not going to succeed. Upland's not going to succeed. Uh, Decentralized is not, or whatever that. Decentraland. Decentraland is not going to succeed. Axie Infinity. Axie Infinity, although is blown up, is not going to succeed unless there's these principles of decentralization that allow for anyone to come in and do whatever the hell they want yeah. on that metaverse and create cool freaking experiences that is that is not restricted by all these heavy freaking rules and only one exchange i mean like the the whole concept yeah, so upland hey upland <laughs> we're calling you out so, uh get Dude, third-party developers with this $18 million investment you got, we want to see third-party developer tools coming quick. We want to see uh, uh, businesses be, be more decentralized, right? Yeah. Like, pe like it being more... Like, what you're saying is... Well... Honestly, okay. Yeah. I think a lot of what you're saying is from a decentralized, like, exchange type, like, they allow... What's the proper term? They allow all all different type of uh, yeah. currencies to sure, come in. Sure. I still think that's only one aspect, though. No, that's I agree. That's only one side of like the coin. Yeah. The other side is like, how user friendly is it? How oh, sure. The experience, yeah, sure. Because in that aspect, I actually give Upland higher than any of these. Ease of ease of entry. And like ease to get in and start playing and learn about it. Upland has a lot of work to do on their tutorials yep. Yep. and like training, but uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, Upland has a lot going for it. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying that like the whole movement on the blockchain um, and decentralized finance and decentralized, you know, uh, really anything um, is to say, look, we are trying to get away from government regulations. And one may one one particular criticism of Upland is that basically they have their own government. They have their own currency. They decide when a, uh, a city is going to be released and when it's not. They can send people to Alcatraz. Like I mean, it's basically a government. They've created their own little government, and it is the antithesis to some degree of of the decentralized movement. And I, 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 all I'm saying is, like, I think Upland's got a very, very bright future, but I'm just asking the question of how bright is that future for any individual metaverse project unless they fully open themselves up to decentralized principles to for really sure. invite crypto enthusiasts to come in and do and, and perform, uh, you know, as autonomously as they would want to. Uh, within um, a decentralized yeah. environment. Yeah, and that's okay. R right there, that's where I think Upland will succeed in the next year and year or two. Is if they they need to br they need to go after gamers, and and that's where honestly sandbox is a little intimidating because it's like so much like uh, minecraft and roblox like it's really easy to see like people who already play those types of games to come in and mirror crypto with their experiences they have in roblox and minecraft which are some of the biggest games yeah i mean infinity so check out infinity Infinity's gonna be another one man it's gonna be freaking just yeah. blowing the roof off things but like there's so many that are coming up and every one of them's got their unique advantages and I'm just saying like eventually they're going to start they're going to start dying off and, and there's going to be one or two that's going to be huge. Yep. And and the one or two that's going to be huge are the ones that's going to allow the most flexibility for users to come in and do whatever they want to do um, and to create islands, to create uh, you know 3D, you know, experiences, to create businesses, to create um, you know, to monetize certain things, to create services, to create and to use, uh, I want to connect my wallet to it and use the funds that I already have. That's, I want to stake inside, you know, this or whatever. Like, like, I mean, I'm just saying, and I'm sure maybe Upland's got that all in their vision. Dude, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Dude, people like us in the community, 
have to be the ones that ask for these tools and yeah. ask for uh, and push it. Yeah, I think, dude, I, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I think Upland has done things that no one else has so far. Like their vision, um, you know, I love, I actually personally, I'm not a big sci-fi guy. I don't like, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't get all excited about like brave new worlds. I love the fact that, um, I mean, I've told you, I was in Chicago, um, you know, uh, three weeks ago, and I visited a certain establishment, and I thought that this place was super cool. It was like a punk rock kind of like late night place. I went home and I bought that. And Dude, I, that's awesome. I love that. Like, I love that about Upland. It's never going to be in a sandbox. It's never going to be anything else. And I love that it's real world, and it because that kind of stuff appeals to me like it's a punk rock kind of cool late night place and i bought that and i own that the sandbox is never going to create that um but at the same time i would love to take that little place that i bought and do way more cool stuff with it than what upland allows me to do right now um and and there's so many opportunities for me to yep. do stuff with it that comes with decentralization so all i'm saying yeah, is dude. like metaverse is a cool thing metaverse is a hot thing i think uh you know the people are predicting that the metaverse right now is in its infancy and that it's probably going to be like you know a thousand x over the next 10 years it's only going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and so all this cool stuff that, that's coming out and that we're seeing um probably 99 percent of them are going to fail and uh, the ones that will succeed are the ones that really allow the user base to do um, really just have ultimate flexibility to do cool stuff is all I'm saying. Perfect, dude. Dude, great episode. Upland, I think what McSqueeb is saying is give us that vision. Sell us on uh, what what's coming. Sell us on what like features we're going to be able to like, how soon are we going to be able to create our own stuff and kind of write our own future within the, yeah. the metaverse that is Upland and create what we want to create and build businesses the way we want to build them? Yeah. I think that would be exciting updates, and I hope they're coming soon. With Dude, with this new $18 million investment and the investors that they have and the relationships that, that they have, who knows? Maybe they'll join forces with some of these other yeah. games that already exist. Yeah. No. And the, uh, the guys, in the the people who are running Upland, are far more intelligent than me, and I'm sure that they've wrestled with this conversation, or they probably like, pff, you know, they've got something so far in advance that's in mind that uh, I shouldn't be worried about these. Kind no, of we hope so. We hope so. Yeah. And as the Upland Show, we will bring you all the news and updates as, as often as we can. And we will uh, do our best to keep the Upland team accountable as well yep. for all of these things. And we, uh, we're we going to tell you, if, if we lose confidence in the game, we will, we will let you know. Yeah. As of right now, we are still Absolutely. hopeful. The future's bright. Absolutely. Uh, Love Upland. And, and we hope to see. And, uh, and you've said, you said earlier that uh, 2022 is going to be the biggest year for upland and i totally agree i, I think it is 100 agree i think this new uh round a what is it no, a seed a investment <laughs> i don't know i don't know uh, that they have uh all i know is that companies like to pursue uh venture capitalists rather than venture capitalists pursue yeah. uh, companies whereas you know girls like to pursue <laughs> Uh, wait, they need to be pursued. Bringing it back. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, there you go. Thanks yep. for joining us. We hope to see you in the next one. And uh, peace out, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you.